Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer this morning for the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Cindy. I can't believe it. It's finally here. The forensic audit into BC housing, the one that David Eby ordered last summer but didn't tell anybody about uh, when he was still housing minister. The report is back. Government's been sitting on it for two months. They're finally going to release it uh, this morning, and they're going to table the report in the legislature at 10 a.m., and the Premier will then make a statement. Okay, so why are they doing it this way? So the Premier's going to make a statement in the House and then have a press conference, and and what's the rationale behind this? So the rationale is um, that if if you release a report in the legislature and then you make a statement in the legislature, there is some degree of privilege that attaches to that, and that is privilege in the sense of some protection against suits for defamation and libel, both for the media who report the contents and the politicians who make the comments. So sometimes uh, politicians will say stuff in the legislature is in the course of doing their job and won't repeat the accusations out in the hallway. So that's, look, if there was nothing to this report, Simi, we would have had it months ago. The fact that it's taken them this long and they're then handling the release in this delicate fashion tells you there's something there. The fact that the Premier himself is going to address the contents of the report straight away this morning tells you he is likely to make some stimulating comments about about the findings because presumably the forensic auditors found something that the Premier himself mm. takes a dim view of. Okay, because you're right. If this had just been a straightforward, you know, oh, there's some bad news in here, they would have done it on Friday. I think that's true. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, a quick recap for the listener who's not been following every episode of this soap opera uh, for the last year. This time last year, David Eby receives a review by Ernst & Young, the big accounting firm of BC Housing. He sits on the report for two months. And then he releases it, doesn't even release it, just posts it quietly on the government website on the eve of the Canada Day long weekend, hoping that nobody will pay much attention to it. A week later, he fires the board of BC Housing. He does that on a Friday evening at 7 o'clock. Now, the he at this point is David Eby, but he's still housing minister. He's not premier yet. So he fires that the board at like 7 o'clock on a Friday evening again, minimize the fallout. A few days later, Eby is so concerned about what he saw in the first report, he orders a forensic audit, so a high-level forensic audit of BC housing. He doesn't tell the public that he's done that. He sits on that news for months, finally gets around to disclosing the forensic audit after he becomes premier during question period in the legislature last November. So already the handling of this thing is 
kind of under wraps all the way. Media asks for the terms of reference for the audit. That's the orders, the instructions given to Erst and Young. Here's what we want you to look into. Those come to us heavily redacted. So then the report itself comes in mid-March. The minister, Ravi Kalon, by now he's housing minister, he says, uh, yeah, I read it, and I think it should be released to the public, but... You know, first of all, we got to run these contents by the people that and entities that are named in the report. Well, again, if the report says, "Hey, they're doing a great job. There's no problem here," you wouldn't be running the findings by them. You would we would have had the press release and the report the day after it came in. The fact that they've sat on it for two months tells you there's some delicate handling there. So, one of the things we'll be looking at today, Simi, is. How much in the way of redactions? How much stuff's going to be blanked out, withheld for one reason or another? They're telling us, Simi, um, minimal amount of redactions. Really? Now, the government's definition of minimal yeah. is somewhat different. <laughs> Uh, you'll remember that the redactions in the Surrey police report amounted to about 80% yeah. of the report. So, you know, if they, if they get below that target, I guess you can call it minimal. But um, count me as a skeptic. Given the way they've handled it, one of the things we'll be looking at this morning is how much of the actual report have we been given. Okay. And so just to be clear, what did this audit look at? Yeah. And what do we know about what it looked like? So what we got in terms in the terms of reference, the instructions given to the auditor, Ernst & Young. Uh, what those said was, we want you to audit whether or not there are sufficient controls over the enormous amounts of money that BC Housing is spending. So BC Housing is the main delivery agency for social housing in the province. And it's expanded enormously under the NDP. It was spending tens of millions of dollars under the BC Liberals. It's now spending billions of dollars. So the first thing is controls. We had some evidence in that first report that controls were inadequate. There were handwritten instructions on spending money where there was any record at all. So that's the first job. The second job is to determine whether the money that was being shifted through BC Housing to housing agencies to build social housing, whether it was actually being spent on what it was supposed to be spent on, whether any of it was wasted. So those two. The third thing they were asked to look into is all blacked out. Um, allegations that emerged in the first report. We've been led to believe, Simi, that those are allegations of conflict of interest uh, involving BC Housing and at least one of its delivery agencies. Beyond that, um, you know, one of the reasons they're going to be talking about this in the legislature today is because they're worried about being sued. One of the reasons they are running, they ran this stuff by some of the people named in the report was to give them a chance to respond. So that's the big three. And as I said, if they found nothing, we would have the report in our hands months ago. And the premier wouldn't be making a statement in the legislature this morning at 10 o'clock to provide himself some sort of cover against legal action. Okay, so there are a few days left, as you mentioned, in yeah. this session here. So what's, what's going to happen now with this report? Yeah, so you're right. And, and Simi, the, the liberal opposition, the BC United opposition, because you know, back when they were the liberals, they were on the government's case as well. They've been saying, when are you going to release the report? Because the opposition would obviously like the same kind of privilege the government has to be able to ask about 
it in the legislature. So they've already missed the chance to ask the housing minister about it because his budget has been processed and passed by the House. But there are opportunities left. There are four question periods left this day, this week. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, before the scheduled adjournment of the House. The Premier himself is also up Wednesday and Thursday defending the budget for his office. Now, the opposition is going to say they can ask EB questions about the handling of BC housing because the report was only released this week, and it deals with his time as BC housing minister. Uh, the government may quibble about that, Simi. They may say that all the rules of the House don't allow you to ask somebody about what they did before, only about what they're going to do in the future. Uh, I think the government would be wise to have the Premier answer some questions in the House. Uh, he will be answering questions, of course, to the news media this morning. We should have the report for almost an hour before the press conference starts. So by government standards, that's pretty generous. Uh, sometimes they, they give us the report in the middle of the media conference, and sometimes we get the report afterwards. So in this case, I guess I would say, uh, well, we'll be able to look it over it for at least an hour before the Premier starts answering questions. So that's pretty good. I mean, given the setup, the way this is all unfolded, Vaughn, I, I do expect that there will be some yeah. relatively explosive things in there. I think you're right, Simi. As I said, I don't think it would have been handled this way from the beginning. Right. Uh, and, and remember, this is an agency, BC Housing, that is at the center of the NDP's ambitious plan to build 114,000 units of social housing and housing over 10 years, and they are way below that target. Uh, it's an agency that the NDP expanded rapidly, and the board that they fired was an NDP-appointed board full of, full of activists. They replaced that board with career public servants, a deputy auditor general. I mean, uh, all the clues that are there suggest to us that this time last year, when he got the first report, David Eby knew there was serious trouble at BC Housing. Mm -hmm. He will take credit today for having dealt with it, which he did. But it'll also be pointed out that he kept a lot of what he was doing under wraps. But you're right. If, if there was no story here, they wouldn't be handling it this way. So there'll be something coming this morning, uh, starting with what is the Premier going to say in the legislature after he tables this report because we've been led to believe by the circumstances, if nothing else, that he is going to make some fairly sharp comments about what was going on at BC Housing. We shall wait. Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Senator.